Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea, and I'm joined by Amanda Loudon. Hey, Amanda. Hey, how are you? Good, good. So, how are you feeling for the holidays um, uh, with them right on top of us? Uh, I have no idea how it has gotten to be. We're recording this in mid-December, and my gosh, my son just yesterday finally jotted down some things he wants for Christmas. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> uh, he, I, he just, but then finally yesterday he said, he said, I'm not sure I want anything. And I'm like, oh, that's music to my ears, but I know you're not going to feel like that on December 25th. So, yeah. So we're still figuring that one out. Um, yeah. Yeah. How about you? Oh, yeah, I'm so behind. It's just I and I don't know why I'm not even panicking about it, which is maybe worse. <laughs> it's time to panic. <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So I have to tell you a funny thing that so we're recording this, I'll admit, we're recording this on the back of the um, podcast that people will have heard last week, which was with the all the Train Like a Mother Club coaches, including you, Amanda. So we've already mm-hmm. spoken today via yes. the beauty of Zencaster. <laughs> and so, but the amazing thing is, remember last, the last time you were on, you were on recently when we talked to Bart Yasso, and yes. you introduced me to the phrase, big kids, big problems, or sorry, little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. Okay. And I had right. never heard that phrase before. And then yeah. was talking to the triathlon coach in the Tlam Club, and she was telling about her 14-year-old twins, and she said, big kids, big problems. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> and that and just the reaction that you and I have gotten on Twitter has been really, it, it feels so good to have that support and to know that. I'm not the only one feeling like I'm just going to crumble or that, that I want to go back out, come back from a 90 minute run and it starts and I want, you know, the, the bickering starts and the problems start and I just want to head back out again. Absolutely. And so we, we, we are not alone and you're right. It's, I, I've noticed it's picking up steam there on Twitter. <laughs> I know, I know, but it just, it, it, it just, I don't know. It just made me feel really good. Cause Oh my gosh, my son hit another, he just was crying, crying, crying on Sunday and, Oh, they, they had, um, they, they have a lot, my twins, they're boy girl, but they have a lot of the same friends. And so there's this one girl who is my girl twins, best friend, best, best, best friend since kindergarten. And her name's Lucy and Lucy comes over a lot. And, but, um, then John asked if Lucy could come over on Sunday and Daphne just was doing her own thing. Like she didn't interact with them at all. And I'm just like, 
okay, this is really awkward. And so beforehand, yeah. John was just crying, being like, why doesn't Daphne like me? You know, I just, she's so mean. She just says that I'm doing everything wrong and all this oh, stuff. So, so hard. Yeah. It is so hard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, oh. um, and then, um, and then my older daughter's therapist, they called to reschedule because um, the appointment today, because we're predicted to have um, snow and ice today. So, uh, oh, fun. <laughs> yeah, that's what you need, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so oh, anyway, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Oh. Um, and you guys don't get that much winter normally, do you? We don't. We don't. And um, I um, just was listening to NPR the other day, and they were talking about, you know, how colder weather has been hitting, you know, like the East Coast, like where you are. And, and then they were like, and it's even come to the Pacific Northwest. I was like, oh, it makes national news. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, so last week we had two snow days, so an unexpected four-day weekend, which is never music to my ears. Oh, no, my gosh. No, no. Oh, oh, my gosh. gosh. That is it. That that's the bane of my existence in mm -hmm. January. I like my all my neighbors will tell you I the beast in me comes out when those <laughs> days happen because everyone here is employed by the government and so everyone everyone loves the snow days because oh, no. you know the government doesn't work and so all the parents are home too. And then when you're a freelancer and you know it doesn't matter where you work, it, I mean I mean where you live because the deadlines are still there. And then I've got my mm -hmm. kids all around and. They're around a lot in January because we call a lot of snow days around here. Oh. And um, yeah, so I just, oh, it, it drives it. I'm already shoring myself up for, okay, you can do this. Winter's coming. It's okay. <laughs> oh You'll make it. <laughs> oh, yeah. they. Uh, the, so they actually had, um, so it was canceled Thursday because the, the snow was predicted to hit kind of midday and it was, and they knew it'd be freezing rain later on. So they were like, let's just call it. And so Wednesday night, we knew we didn't have school the next day. And then they canceled it again for the following day. But, um, uh, and I, so I slept in a little bit uh, they, you know, canceled it earlier. Maybe, I don't know. I think I found out that morning. And so I went back to sleep or something and then wake up and there is one of the twins friends at our door and she doesn't live near us. And her, she's like, oh yeah, my dad's good at driving in the snow. I'm like, so he deposited you on my doorstep. Like <laughs> and it turns out that turns out that the kids had asked my husband if, if this girl could come over and um, so and she's a really nice girl. I really like her. But trapped inside, I was yeah. ready to, you know, just lock him in a closet and call it good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yes. Yeah. So that, remember, yeah. Yeah. Back when my kids or when my son was was really, I don't know, he was maybe like kindergarten, uh, first grade age, something like that. We had a neighbor who um, he was a stay at home dad. And so if there was a snow day, he'd whip out a snowblower and go around and do you know, the whole neighborhood, which was, which was lovely, but he thought part of the deal was dropping his daughter off at our house oh, no. so that he could go to that. Yeah. And oh, no. same kind of thing. Like just, she was off the hook inside and just, it, yeah. Oh, oh no, no, no. See, it's funny. Cause when you said a stay at home dad, I thought, sweet, Amanda was able to drop off her kids next door and then have a nice quiet house. Oh no, that's not the outcome no. of the story. No. no oh my no. gosh. Cause that's when I just, I'm like, I just need the house to be quiet. It just needs yes. to be quiet. I need to concentrate and get yes. one sentence after another to come out of my fingertips into my computer. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Especially, when, I mean, when you, when you work from home and you're used to that quiet, it's really mm -hmm. hard to have it disrupted. Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh my gosh. Or like my husband, when he like, so he's a real estate agent. So he's oftentimes works from 
from home. And so sometimes he's like, oh, you know, I think I'll go hang out with Sarah. And so he stands behind me like eating a sandwich. And it's like, if you could go chew in another room, I'd really appreciate it. Yes, I totally get that. So, you know, I love my alone time with our cat, but that's about it. Right, right. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. The older you get, doesn't it get worse? I, it does for me. Like the more the, the more particular I get, like that. So oh, um, most definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> rolling with the rolling, going with the flow is not my strength these days. No, not me either. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Well, our guest on the show today is Liz Lyles, who is a top professional triathlete and a mother of a school-aged son and daughter. In 2016, Liz not only completed two Ironman distance triathlons, in addition to a whole bunch of other races, she won both of those Ironman races, and she set a course record in one of them. Unreal. Um, So we'll talk to Liz after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, Liz. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, thanks so much for having me. So, Liz, um, before we dive into your athletic skills, which are many, um, tell us a little bit about your family. How old are your kids? How many do you have? That kind of thing. Yes, yeah, so I have two kids. My son is eight years old and his name is Luke, and my daughter is six years old and her name is Emma. And my husband and I have been married for I think 15 years. I've lost count. (laughs) In wedded bliss, you've just lost count. It's Yes. (laughs) And you live in Reno, right? Yep. And we live in Reno. We we actually are both um, California transplants. We moved to Reno in 2001. Um, He's from San Diego and I'm originally from the Bay Area. So yeah, we like it here. It's, you know, a bad day in traffic is, you know, a five minute type of deal. So it's quite a contrast to California, I'm sure. (laughs) So uh, talk to us about your start in triathlon. Like, did you excel in one sport and then branch out or how did it work? Um, I think my start in triathlon, I grew up playing soccer. And so the running part was, and endurance was always easier for me. Um, So I started out running, you know, some marathons just for fun, no real training, just kind of signing up and getting out there and doing them. And I also grew up swimming, kind of, you know, starting at age six, just thrown in, you know, here, do the butterfly and race as fast as you can to do freestyle. And so I had a kind of, I was pretty good at just the club level swimming. Um, So triathlon in San Diego was so big and um, I was encouraged to do like a sprint distance race and I did pretty well and I won my age group and from then it's, I've been hooked. Nice. So this year you had an amazing season. Uh, Tell us how it felt to set the course record at Ironman Brazil in May and then uh, win Ironman Wisconsin just three months later. Yeah. So, so Ironman Brazil, um, my mom and I went down, she travels with me a lot so that my husband can stay home and kind of help with the kids and he doesn't have to take a bunch of time off work. Um, 
And then the kids aren't left here with, you know, grandma and grandpa. So she, my mom travels with me and we went in 2015 to Florinopolis, Brazil for the Ironman. And we just had like the warmest welcome to this beautiful beach location. We stayed at the most awesome hotel um, where they, uh, their dog that like lives at the hotel just had a litter of golden retrievers. How cute. We like show up in a foreign country and we're kind of unsure. And then we see, you know, these six week old puppies and we got to hold them every day. And we just like made the whole trip so happy and just kind of like a good memory um we enjoyed eating out and had like our certain restaurants we'd go to and I ended up in that race in 2015 coming in second place by only about a minute um and it was kind of I hadn't even known the girl who won you know I know of her now but she kind of came out from nowhere and I was a little bit surprised so that definitely stayed with me for a long time and right after the race, we're like, we're coming back next year. We will be here and I am going to win. So I kind of use that as my motivation for basically every day after that second place finish for this year. And so, you know, my mom and I traveled back down again. We knew the routine, you know, we knew where to stay. We knew where we wanted to eat. I knew the course, which helps a lot because you you know when you um, can kind of pick it up and when to turn and when, you know, to look for your competition and that sort of thing. So that really helped. And I seem to do well when I know the course and I'm familiar with it and where I could pick up a few minutes here and there. So it just ended up being one of those days where, you know, everything clicked and felt pretty easy, but the conditions definitely weren't easy. You know, it was pouring rain, just like rain, the whole bite. And so it was very dangerous and kind of sketchy because you know you can't see potholes and the rough roads and well and and weren't weren't the roads slick more slick then i mean and yet you set a course record i mean did that not make you nervous to like you know that you'd wipe out going around a corner or something well for sure it was definitely a lot more slick a lot more scary on the, the 180 turns um but the cooler weather i think helped me and i was like raining on me so I did you know stayed pretty cool and um I think that you know helped for fast times and Mm. I was so determined that I was not gonna let anything stand in my way that I just kind of literally watched the road for you know just under five hours straight and Mm. was really focused and then you know kind of knew after the run if I could just hold on and have like a solid run um that I would win. I wasn't really even thinking about the course record. And then I crossed and had won. And it was like the best moment, just, you know, catching eye with my mom and kind of like knowing like, Oh my gosh, we came back and we actually did it. And I couldn't have done it without her help. Um, and then he said, Oh, you and a new course record. And I kind of looked back at the clock and it was set for the men's time. And so then I was able to subtract and realize that. And that was another pretty awesome moment. Wow. Wow. Uh, talk a little bit more about your, your mom being with you on these trips. I just love that detail. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, like what type she, of support does she provide and, and, and like what, how, what's that done to your relationship with her? Yeah. So, um, she's been so amazing. It's, it's so much fun. Like, you know, growing up, I had two sisters and we would fight with my mom and, 
you know, I'm not talking to you and there would be, you know, arguments, but pretty much since in our twenties and beyond, we've all become really great friends with her. And Mm -hmm. she always talks to us on the phone every day, you know, all three of us constantly calling. I think that's all she does is feel like, (laughs) (laughs) so she loves kind of getting out and getting to experience new things. I don't think she really spent a lot of time raising us kind of traveling. And so we're just creating these memories that are never going to be able to be um, replicated. And she kind of does, you know, she'll help me with, she doesn't necessarily build my bike or do any of that sort of thing. <laughs> but she's kind of drives me around and she'll make sure I'm like kind of, she'll print out the whole itinerary for what time meetings are at and she'll keep me kind of on task and uh-huh. give a pep talk, you know, the night before the race and then before oh. the race. She's on the course trying to like run around giving me splits. So, oh my gosh, I have to ask how what age is your mother? He's 69. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, that she's going to South America. I mean, I could see some, you know, I don't know, some women that age being like, yeah, I don't think I need to go to a you know, South America. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but she loves it. And she's already like, are we going next year? I just, I dream about Brazil. So that's how much we like this place. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and then you won Ironman Wisconsin just a little over three months later. Yeah. So I had, that was my first um, professional race. I turned professional in 2012 and I did a 70.3 in Boulder and I did pretty well. I got fourth, I think. And then I signed up for Wisconsin. I kind of had no idea what to expect. And I went out and won the race and set a run course record. Um, (laughs) It was kind of like, wow, I think I made the right choice. I think I should give this a couple (laughs) more years because my husband and I had kind of talked about Let's see for a year if it's like going to be worth the the time commitment. Just because we did have it, you know, two really small kids. So yeah, yeah. Well, because I mean, at that at that point, if I can do the math, I mean, so your son was four and your daughter was two. Uh huh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It is. It is. I know. So I, I did an Ironman um, back in '99, which was prior to having my children. And I've always said, one of the things I've always said is that I just, you know, knowing what goes into it since having kids, it's just something I could never imagine really swinging. So, um, you know, here you are, you're the mom of two school age kids, you've, you've, you you know, triathlon training, you know, Ironman distance training. I know how much time it takes, especially I can't even imagine on a professional level how much time you're investing. And so how do you juggle the demands of motherhood with, you know, all the, the run time, the bike rides, the, the time in the pool? You know, how, how do you pull it all off? Hmm. That's a good question. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I have learned, it's definitely been a learning um, curve over each year. It's kind of been different and kind of where I've come to at this point. Well, so early on, I, I had the kids on a very strict like napping schedule and a strict schedule so that I knew like, okay, at 945 to 12, I can ride the bike or, and so I kind of knew when I would have blocks of time where I could get stuff done. Um, I also started teaching spinning class at like 6am. So I'd get, you know, three hours of really hard work done before they were even up, I guess at seven. So that really helped. And 
do you mean do you if i can interrupt for a second do you mean that then it wasn't a three-hour class but like would you no. do like you'd spin before the class and then teach the class and maybe spin after or no i would just do like monday wednesday friday saturday oh, one hour classes so i gotcha, taught like gotcha. okay yeah so just an hour but those add up you know in a week that's four out four classes four hours mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so that definitely waking up early and getting that done was a big part of it but kind of so the training is one thing you know once they got into school it became a whole lot easier um they did do preschool and that sort of thing um and then i'd work out at night too like in the evening after when my husband chip would get home from work so just kind of and not stressing like if i didn't get a workout in or you know the weekends i would always do my longest workouts and he would actually was wonderful. He would help with the kids if I had to go on a five-hour bike ride and a one-hour run and kind of the long run on Sunday. So that was kind of the early stages was just a lot of juggling and figuring it out. Mm -hmm. But what I've, the key, the most important thing I've realized now is to time my schedule around their schedule. So like, I can't look at the race calendar and be like, Ooh, I want to do this race and I want to go there. I'm kind of like, okay, well, the kids are in school, you know, from, August through June. So mm -hmm. obviously the summer is a really bad, a hard time for me to race because I can't do a lot of training and traveling when they're, I, I'm a stay at home mom, you know, they are with me all the time. So that's been important. And then, you know, I'm not really, <laughs> they changed up our school calendar and they have a three week Christmas break starting next Monday. And I am just oh, wow. <laughs> That's interesting. I'm just going crazy already. I'm in this like <laughs> digging myself into this hole. Like I'm never going to be fit. I'm never going to be able to do an Ironman again, you know? So I'm definitely stressed about it. Um, and I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I can't, why, why three weeks? I mean, like oh January God. 2nd seems like a perfectly, perfectly sane time to send the kids back to school. Right. So they like shortened the summer and they added in a two week spring break, a three week Christmas <gasps> break, a one week fall break. It's like, oh wow. Yeah. So you're practically year round then with, with just some longer breaks. It sounds just like. About, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. And just, I mean, like that totally does impact your, you know, livelihood completely. Yeah. I, it's not like I can say, you know, take them and I guess I could put them some, you know, say, well, I work, but it's kind of like, I, I want to be with them and take them to do different things. And so I think what I've, I have, you know, my trainer room at home. I, and I just got a treadmill for Christmas, which oh, I want. Nice. Does anyone consider that a Christmas present? Or is that well, I was about to say, and did you get to open it early? <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a torture device. It's not necessarily like a Christmas present. <laughs> but that's, you know, saving me a lot of time in terms of being able to work out while they're here, you know, playing or kind of doing whatever. Um, so those, that's really helped, but yeah, that's, so I'm not going to race again until the middle of March. So that way I have ample time to kind of build back up, um, when they're in school and then I'll probably do my big Ironman at the end of May. And then they get out of school and then, you know, I won't start racing again until probably August. Well, so it yeah. sounds, sounds to me like you have to do a lot of kind of managing of your own head, like that you were saying that, you know, uh, that you feel like you're missing out on a whole bunch of training and that you're never going to get back up to speed and all that stuff. I mean, how do you, and that, and that you also said that you learned to not stress about missing a workout, which, 
you know, can be even for people who are training for their first marathon, you know, who aren't doing it professionally, you know, that, that they can be like, oh, you know, the, that family vacation made it so I couldn't take my 15 mile run this weekend or whatever. I mean, can you talk a little bit about kind of talking yourself off that ledge? Yeah, I might talk myself off the ledge. In, in the <laughs> good, good, good. good. <laughs> if you want to lay down on a couch and do this, you know, that's that's fine. <laughs> I have a box of Kleenex I can hand you. <laughs> I am. I'm already, you know, anxious about how I'm going to get my workouts in. Um, but I've talked with my coach, you know, and, you know, if I miss one workout, it's not going to necessarily make me, you know, a minute slower in the swim or that much slower in the run. And, you can always kind of compensate or just, you know, get through it another way. Um, you know, I am planning on waking up early and trying to get in as many workouts as I can mm-hmm. while they're on the break. Um, they're pretty understanding of what I do. And so they're very, you know, I, we talk about it and they are very into the sport. And so they know like, oh, mommy, you need to bike. And okay, what time? One hour. <laughs> You know, I'll make the hour really count instead of doing maybe like three hours and I just more, um, I, I kind of don't have it really any time to have like junk miles. Mm-hmm. You know, everything mm-hmm. has like a pretty good purpose mm-hmm. in my training. And so then also I'm, you know, planning a road trip or going to San Diego for Christmas. So I'm driving the kids down and wow. I'm going to bring my bike and I'm going to bring the trainer and... I'm going to, you know, set it up so that I have time and space to ride the bike at least. And then luckily my in-laws, you know, they love the grandkids. And so they'll help when I want to go run. Uh-huh. And then I'll just kind of work in a swim when I can work in a swim, when it kind of works with everybody else. But I don't want to be super selfish over the holidays because it is only, you know, three weeks out of the year. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um yeah, I'll just kind of try and get by as much as I can. And I keep the kids pretty active too. So if we go to the beach, maybe I'll go like on a run at the beach and come back after an hour. That sort of, I always am trying to like ready to work out. So mm-hmm. when I present an opportunity, I can just kind of jump on it right then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah. it's, I think it's a unique perspective for a professional athlete to have. You know, um, I I wouldn't see, I don't know, some pro football player being like, oh, yeah, well, if I miss that combine practice, I'll be okay. You know, I I, I took my kids to see a matinee instead. (laughs) I I feel you're very highly evolved, Liz. No, I know. It's very hard for me to look at, you know, social media right now when everyone's like starting out and they're doing this training and they're working on this and they're flying off to camp. And I'm kind of like, Oh my God, I'm trapped for three weeks. Is what <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> I don't, like I chose to be a mom and I'm trying to make it work as best I can. And I'm going to do the best I can at balancing everything, but it can't go one, you know, if I went, I'm leaving for three weeks, see you guys after Christmas. Yeah. You know, I would never, do something like that. And I'd never be able to, you know, I chose this life and then I chose to be a pro triathlete. So I'm going to do the best I can with kind of what I've been given and what I've chosen. To do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it seems like you certainly got your formula down. So I, I think, I think it's working for you, however you're managing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so let's, let's go back in time a little bit to your first triathlon. It sounds like your gear was not quite up to snuff. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us about that race and, and how women listening 
shouldn't get all hung up in worrying about their tri-gear before their first race. So my first race, I wore, my husband kind of would surf in the mornings occasionally in San Diego. And so it was like a giant wetsuit, not made for swimming, but made for surfing. Uh I just threw that on and pretty much drowned in the swim, but (laughs) and then I had a mountain bike with no clips on the shoes. I didn't even know what clips were, how you even did that. (laughs) Like falling over um, if you had to stop. And so, yeah. And then I I just wore tennis shoes and hopped on my mountain bike and did whatever the, I think it was like a 20K bike and then had a 5K run. Pretty quick transition there running from the bike. (laughs) Yeah. And I have old pictures that are just so funny of me, but it's to me at that point, it's not about, it was just being out there with everyone that was, you know, exercising and then feeling that like post-exercise euphoria and high. That's like, there's just something about it that I fell in love with. And it, I never even looked at other people's kind of gear or thought, you know, I needed gear until I started doing well and then thought, well, maybe I could save me a couple minutes. But that's not what it's really about for me um, at that point. So I think anyone could just start if they had the basic, you know, tools to get in the race. Nobody's going to judge you or care, I think, because I think it's such a friendly um, atmosphere. And I just hope that the people with more experience would help out with people who didn't have experience and we could just kind of grow the sport in that direction. Well, that that's, you know, a perfect note here, you know, to ask you what kind of advice would you give to a mother runner who's considering taking on a triathlon in 2017, you know, such as a sprint or maybe Olympic distance. Um, what would you suggest they do to try to kind of transition from one sport to three? Yeah. So I think, um, I didn't necessarily, I didn't start with a coach. I mean, a lot of people do go the coaching now that's available online and through friends is, has grown so much that there's so much advice, um, you can get out there even just online without a coach. But I would think if they're a mom and they want to kind of dedicate a little bit more time to it first, I think picking a race, like in a time frame, you need to like, look at what works for you and what works for your family could you mix it in with like a family vacation and that way you have kind of built in help is there. And then afterwards you can, you know, spend time with your family. And then it's kind of, you know, if you're just going from running and you're maybe running five or six days a week, um, you're definitely going to have to add in, you know, some more hours to get in the bike and the run, but you don't have to run as much because you're getting cardiovascular exercise. That's going to help your running just from swimming. Mm-hmm. So um, I would either go online or ask a friend or ask a coach, you know, if that's the route, if you wanted to take it super seriously, but I wouldn't overstress, you know, just set a goal to finish and have fun, I think would be the first, be the first, um, advice I'd give. Right. Right. And, and not to fall off their bike. That was my goal. I had my, my goals for my first triathlon were uh, in the swim to not have my goggles kicked off my face. The bike, it was to um, not fall off the bike. And in the run, I didn't even know the term negative split, but I decided I wanted to run the second half faster than the first half. 
um, which <laughs> seems kind of like a lofty goal compared to not getting your <laughs> goggles kicked off your face. But um, <laughs> yeah, awesome. did it all work out for you? It did. It did. I did. I, yeah, I, you know, I don't know about the negative split part, but, um, yeah, <laughs> I stayed upright on the bike and my goggles stayed on my face. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nice. So, so in our train, like a mother club, we have several heart rate training programs. So talk to us about how you monitor your heart rate and incorporate that data into your workouts and, and into your recovery perhaps. Yeah. So I, um, I work with, I'm, partnered up with Polar, which makes, you know, kind of all my watch and heart rate and bike computer type things. And so, you know, I've definitely used the the chest strap um, to monitor mostly on the bike and on the run, kind of what my heart rate is. Mm-hmm. I try not to get too overly obsessed about, you know, if I'm having an off day because your heart rate definitely can vary and for unknown reasons, you know, maybe you didn't get enough sleep and those sorts of things. So, mm-hmm. But I definitely do track it and, you know, what I'm loving that's saving me even more time not even dealing with the strap is there like the wrist-based heart rate. Right, the M200, I guess it is. Right, that I've been so excited to try. And so I've been wearing that for like the last two months and Mm -hmm. comparing it actually to wearing a strap. So I'll do like a workout and I'll look at what both are saying to kind of make sure that it's accurate. And it's been awesome. Um and just seeing what my average heart rate is and kind of what, you know, on the bike, what Watts I'm able to push it, you know, and how high my heart rate is. And then on the run, you know, kind of same thing and just building up, um, progressively over time, being able to not have that heart rate hurt so much. Uh Uh Um, and then, yeah, I'll even check my heart rate in the morning when I wake up just to see what my resting heart rate is. And I'm kind of always wearing this watch and oh, nice. it's definitely saved me a lot of time and like, oh, I forgot the strap and I still use it sometimes, but I love, you know, I definitely have recommended to people a good um, Christmas gift is the wrist-based heart rate monitor. Nice. <laughs> yeah, because it's just always there with me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. When you're, when you're packing those kids up to go to San Diego, the strap, it's going to be one less thing that you have right. to remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what sort of mental strategies do you use when you hit a rough patch in a, in a workout or in a race, mile 80 of Ironman maybe? <laughs> oh my gosh. I have such, I, I am a counter. Like, I don't know if you no. guys count, but that's uh, my, my business partner's a big counter. She, she's like, I, I just will do 10 steps on my you know, right and then 10 steps yeah. on my left you know, or whatever. That's pretty much my, my one go-to thing is I <clears throat> try and think about my form and, you know, am I hydrated and drinking, but I, I'm a, I count. So starting actually on the run, um, I'll allow myself to count. Like it's crazy, but I, I feel like it's crazy even telling you, but I'll do like a hundred <laughs> on the one like on every left step and then I'll do a hundred down to one every right step. And then I'll do 90, 80, 70, 60, all the oh way down no. to 10 on each foot. Oh my gosh. I particularly love that you count down. Like to me, that seems yeah. like that takes more like mental <laughs> concentration. <You know? Yeah. laughs> Why do you count down instead of up? I don't know. I just, <laughs> and then I'll count like on my finger. Once I've gotten through like three, then I hold my finger. Like we have done three sets of 
the hun- like whatever. And then after I finish that set, then I'll make up like a new counting set. So like 20 on my left, 20 on my right. And I'll do that for five minutes. And then I, ch- oh, and then for a mile. So I always am changing, like whether it's time counting, you know, um, distance, I'm always constantly changing it. So it's mentally kind of different. Uh-huh. That's crazy. So that's what I do. I don't know. We need to get you like a sport abacus or something. <laughs> or like those, um, you know, those bracelets that they have like for breastfeeding women, like, you know, right. <laughs> Left and right. yeah. so, so we need to do something like with this, with some type of bracelet that's kind of a, a, a hybrid of all those things. <laughs> and thus a new business was born between three there women. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh, so that's interesting yeah, yeah yeah nice so and is that just you know to take your mind off of the maybe the physical discomfort you're feeling to make the time pass I mean what do you think you're counting I mean you know are you rain man like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I you know because I even find myself like when I put dishes away I have to put them away and like t- that's or well, I like that you seem like you seem very thoughtful like you you speak in a very measured tone and then you're, I can just almost hear something like why am I telling these women all this stuff <laughs> just, I don't know it's, it mentally takes me out of what I'm doing it just gives me something else to focus on and uh-huh. puts me somewhere else and then I realize I've gone three miles and I don't even really know what I've been thinking about other than counting so Wow, but it obviously works for you. I mean, because you're you're obviously able to keep the you know your foot on the gas, so to speak. You yeah. know, because I think sometimes otherwise I'd be like, yeah, seventy eight, seventy seven, and suddenly I'm like, oh yeah, I'm running two minutes slower per mile than I want to be. Right, right. <laughs> I think that would happen to me too. <laughs> um, so when you are there in Reno, like when you get back from your trip to San Diego, what sort of do you do any sort of winter specific cross training? Like, are you a snowshoer or a cross country skier? Yeah. So I'll do, um, snowshoeing. Um, I mainly, so we have the kids in ski lessons. So we take them every Sunday, you know, up to the mountain. It's like 20 minutes away. And, um, I just don't, I can ski. I just don't want to ski because I don't want to risk, you know, twisting a knee or something. So I'll kind of stick to snowshoeing. I know I need to get into cross country skiing. I just haven't kind of had, I feel like I just don't, I know it's stupid, but I just don't have time. I, my daughter only skis for t- two hours and then I have to be back there for lunch and then pick her up. And so there's a lot, I don't want to. You don't I have don't, to make any excuses about not having time, Liz. Right. I think, I think we have it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <and> like... <laughs> I don't think you need a fourth sport. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> so he, we trade off kind of every Sunday and he'll take the kids up and it's his day to do that. And mm-hmm. I'll be home kind of running and then I do grocery shopping Mm -hmm. because then I can get it out of the way before the week starts when, you know, I I have this like saying, it's like, do what you can do when you can do it because Mm -hmm. tomorrow the kids might be, wake up and they're throwing up or one of them might have a cold and it's like the whole day is shot. So it's like, Mm -hmm. well, at least I've already did what I did yesterday, went Mm -hmm. to the store and I got some like chores done so that I can kind of deal with these the things that kind of are the unknowns that always are popping up so is that yeah. why you have your obsession about laundry that you talk about on your site 
I do it whenever I can get it done. I'm like, Chip, can you take that off? I'm washing whites right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So maybe it's a little OCD, but I'm always trying to be like one step ahead of the game, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, so that I can, in case something's going to set me back, I don't feel like I'm super set back, I guess is the way to say it. Yeah. It's a great approach. I think that's your guiding principle then for the next three weeks. You know, I think... I think you got it right there. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do what you can when you can do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if there's a free um, opportunity, um, I'm going to take advantage of it for yep. sure. Yep. See? Right. Right. See? Yeah. And with that, the therapy session is over, Liz. Uh, <laughs> we've made real progress here today, I think. <laughs> yeah, maybe my next podcast will be some therapist is going to be like, I think I need to talk to you. <laughs> we'll get tweets. Um, can you please share my number with that Liz woman that you right. had on your podcast? All <laughs> kinds of ideas for her. Yeah. No, but th- thank you very much for being revealing of yourself and, and uh, sharing, um, you know, a, a look at your life. This was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And good luck getting through those th- the next three weeks. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be much on uh, social media, but maybe in that's okay. Okay. works for me. <laughs> All right. Great. All right. Thanks a ton. Yeah, thank you. We want to see Santa do the mambo. The mambo see Santa do the mambo. The mambo see Santa do the mambo. The mambo. Mambo Santa Claus. We want to see Santa do the mambo. Okay, folks. So... This weekend, if you don't get what you want in your stocking or under your tree or as you're lighting the menorah and you really want something big, I say the thing to ask for is registration to our 2017 AMR Run Plus Refresh Retreat. Yes, it is the ultimate gift for yourself, maybe for your best friend, best running friend, have her join you or just come by yourself. It is, we just opened the registration for it. It is September 21 through 24th. Yes, I know that's a long way away, but it's selling out quick and we only have 45 spots for people, so don't miss out on it. It's in lovely Spokane, Washington, and it is centered around the Happy Girls Spokane 5K, 10K, or Half Marathon Race, which is a very challenging, I will say that, very challenging race. It's part on road, part on trail. So gorgeous, though. Can't even tell you. There's tons of pictures of it on our the page on our website that tells you all about it, which is anothermotherrunner.com slash retreat. And there's going to be a new lineup of speakers, including a lot of the people from the Train Like a Mother Club, like their nutritionist, Ellie Kempton, Coach MK is going to be there. My co-host Amanda Loudon is going to be there. Um, She and I are going to do um, a talk on Friday afternoon of the retreat, kind of to get you psyched up for the race, teach you how to race wisely the same time dim and mk will be doing a talk so you have to choose between us and we are also thinking we will once again do a recording of the podcast in front of a live audience so you definitely want to be part of all that good time in spokane washington again it's september 21 to 24 for all the details go to anothermotherrunner.com slash retreat anothermotherrunner.com slash retreat many happy miles and happy holidays happy holidays